Dear friends, today, as you probably know, is the last day of the Christmas season. The trees will come down. The manger will go back to where it is usually kept. Last week, we celebrated the the Magi Epiphany. The Magi visiting the Christ Child. Having visited him, they have returned home. And what now? Jesus is baptized in the River Jordan. And as you heard, Jesus, when Jesus is baptized, two things happen to him. He makes a new beginning. And he makes a new beginning to his ministry. And he receives, we are told, receives the Holy Spirit, who will be his helper and his guide throughout his ministry. Before Jesus is baptized, he goes to his cousin, John, to be baptized. But before he is baptized, Jesus is known as, by the local people, simply as the son of the carpenter who lives in the small town of Nazareth. But after he's baptized by John, Jesus becomes widely known as a wandering preacher with a unique mission and a unique message. So obviously something happened to Jesus after he was baptized, after he spent that time with his cousin John in the Jordan. He underwent a change that gave his life a new purpose, that gave his life a new direction. And after he is baptized, the Holy Spirit comes down upon him and the voice of the Father is heard. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. It is an endorsement from God for the work that Jesus is about to begin. Through Jesus, God will reach out to people who were lost, who were abandoned, who were downtrodden in a new way. And people are invited to reach out to this God in a new way. You see, for Jesus and for people, baptism marks the beginning of a new time. Not just a time, it marks a new relationship for them. So tonight we gather as a community of faith. And as we reflect on the baptism of Jesus, naturally, naturally it calls us to reflect on our own baptism. You know, most of us were baptized, obviously, as, as children, as, as infants. You know, we were carried to the church by our parents and godparents. Our name was, was given to us by our parents, and godparents made a commitment on our behalf. And, and, and they made a promise to raise us in the faith. That was perhaps some years ago. Now you're adults, and that commitment remains. Perhaps 
the challenge for each one of us, dear friends, is now, as adults, is to make that commitment our parents and godparents made on our behalf our own, to take ownership of our faith. Now, how easy is that? How difficult is that? We all know people, perhaps, you know, who made that commitment, or people who made that commitment on someone else's behalf as parents and godparents, and yet their faith, life, has fallen by the wayside. And there are others of us who have somehow, despite perhaps challenges along the way, have been faithful to that commitment that our parents and godparents made on our behalf. And that includes you tonight here. You are here not because your parents are watching you to see if you go to church. No, you are here tonight because you know you have found, despite perhaps your own challenges, you have found meaning and purpose in that faith that your parents and godparents shared with you. The commitment that your parents and godparents made on your behalf. That's why you are here tonight. You know, these days, planning a baptism of a child can be somewhat challenging. You know, I talked to a staff person here who scheduled baptisms. Uh, it's a, sometimes, not, all, not always, sometimes it can be a little challenging, as I just said, you know, you have to find the right date for the family to be in town. When they're ready, someone else is not ready. You know, so the scheduling is challenging, getting everyone together in one place. Sometimes there are people, there are parents who schedule or plan, rather, their, their children's baptisms a year in advance. And I get that. I understand that. And then, having done all that, you know, they, they, they're ready for the baptism. And then they, they get the, the, the christening gown, which is, in, in some cases, 100 years old. It's been in the family recently. I think it was two weeks ago, uh, after the baptisms, um, one, of the, one of the parents of a little one who was baptized came up to me and said, Father Rex, you know what? This christening gown has been in the family for 100 years and looked very new. I'm sure it was. I said, wow, that's amazing. That's 100 years of faith. Well, we don't know, but you would think, but it's been in the family. There are times I've heard other people tell me, this has been in the family for 50, 60 years. That's amazing. But just think about that. Just think about that. Just, just a gown. But what does that symbolize, this beautiful christening dress? That speaks a lot about that family. It speaks a lot about the commitment that they have made. It doesn't mean that everything was easy for them, that there were, there were times that they, 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 they felt so good about that. I'm sure their faith was challenged as well, just as our faith has, has challenged us. We are struggle in our faith. But that is, that is the point. So these parents make a huge fuss about baptisms. And they should, because we need to make a fuss about 
our baptisms, every baptism rather, every single day, not just about the ceremony, what happens afterwards. How do we take ownership of our faith, as I just said? We need to make a fuss about this baptismal commitment that our parents made on our behalf for the rest of our lives. Now we take ownership of that and we continue to live that relationship with God in Jesus and with one another. Because we realize that our baptism is not just a one-time event. You see, it's not a one-time ritual that happens. There's water, there's the chrism, there's the baptismal gown, there's the, the, the baptismal candle, there's the beautiful pictures. It doesn't stop there. That is just the beginning. You know, it is an ongoing journey with God who has called you. But before that, he chose you. And then he called you and set you apart to walk with God. That's what it means. Imagine that God choosing each one of you individually and setting you apart, called you and setting you apart for a very special mission, perhaps a mission that was not given to another person. Whatever that mission is, whatever that task is, to walk with God all your life and with each other to fulfill that mission of Christ. So on a day like today, as we reflect on our own baptismal calling, it's perhaps a reminder to us to look at our own lives, to ask ourselves, what is life, my life, our life together as a Christian community? We all know that life is not just a matter of biology. Life is not just a matter of survival. For some people, it can be. But life is not just a matter of chance. For us Christians who have made that commitment to the person of Christ, an authentic, meaningful life, dear friends, is one that is lived with God and serving God in one another. So when a person is baptized, as we know, that person begins a lifelong relationship with God and with the rest of the community. We all know that our faith has helped us to keep going when the going got, got tough. It has helped us, to, helped us to celebrate our accomplishments and we have together perhaps even mourned our losses as a faith community, and as individuals, for sure. So after his baptism filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus begins his public ministry. And that is what our own baptismal commitment sends us out to do, sends us, sends us, sends us out into the world to be his voice, to be his feet, to be his hands. Tonight, as we come together, dear friends, we are reminded what our task is, what our mission is, who we are as Catholic Christians. It was writer and philosopher and civil rights leader, Howard 
Furman, who summed up today's beautiful feast that we are celebrating when he said, he said, when the song of the angels is stilled, when the kings and princes have returned home, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to bring peace among people, and make music in the heart. We all know, we all make commitments of different kind, of many kinds, and we all know that no one stays dedicated to a, com a commitment or to a person simply by continuing to exist. No, we, that's why we need to renew our commitments from time to time. God wants us to stop just existing, but start, start living in a meaningful way. And that, that's where our faith comes in. So today then, we will renew our commitment to the person of Christ. The commitment that we, our parents rather, made on our behalf, of which now we have take ownership of our baptismal calling. So let us ask the Lord, therefore, dear friends, as we start our ordinary time of, of the church's liturgical year, there's nothing really ordinary about ordinary time. No. A lot's happening during, during this year of St. Matthew's Gospel. Jesus reaching out to people filled with the Spirit, knowing that he has made that commitment. So let's pray for ourselves, pray for one another, that we may continue to be his disciples, that we may continue to be his feet, be his hands, be his voice, and be his heart.